Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. Get Up Nation. My name is Ben Biddick. I am the creator and host of the Get Up Nation podcast, where I serve individuals, organizations, and societies to develop and sustain resilience and perseverance. I'm the co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance, with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Wurong Living, Adam Greenberg. The Get Up Nation podcast is brought to you in partnership with GotYourSixCoffee.com where Navy veteran Eric Hadley is committed to serving first responders, veterans, and their families through a variety of nonprofit organizations. No stranger to adversity, Eric has fused the necessity of coffee with his passion for public service. You're already purchasing coffee. Why not empower your coffee with purpose? Why not purchase coffee that not only has your six, but also has the backs of those who don a uniform of service for our communities and great country. Learn more about Eric and his freshly roasted award-winning coffee at gotyoursixcoffee.com. Also from Penguin Random House is a book I had the honor of writing the foreword for called Warrior's Book of Virtues, a field manual for living your best life. Combat veterans Nick Bennis, Matt Bloom, and Buzz Bryan share how lessons they learned during their service can help empower you into a life of deep and lasting virtue, no matter the obstacles you face. Available now for pre-order at the links below. Welcome to this episode of the Get Up Nation podcast. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with a business owner and entrepreneur named Drew Peterson. Drew is the CEO of TheUrbanWheeler.com. When you dial into what he, his family, and his network are doing in the Pacific Northwest, you immediately sense the infectious desire to live a full life, get outside, and connect with the great outdoors and one another. Drew writes on his website, we love to live, we love to be active, and realize this after our fourth baby, a few health scares, and some serious complacency. Now we make our health a priority and fitness fun because there's nothing more satisfying than discovering your full potential. Since starting, we've mountain biked, hiked, and paddled over 5,000 miles through many of the western states and can't wait to hit more. Get Up Nation, get ready to be inspired by Drew and his infectious passion for living life to the fullest. I look forward to discovering and sharing what keeps Drew and his team resilient. Drew, thank you for joining me and welcome to Get Up Nation. Hey Ben, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Drew, let's start with where you're located. Where are you at? Portland, Oregon, between uh, Seattle and that other state down south. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such no, an, no, I should say that. It's an awesome state. They have a bunch of cool stuff. It's an amazing part of the country. I lived near Seattle for about a year, and there's mountains, there's rainforest, there's coast. So many great ways to get outside and experience some amazing natural environments. And it sounds like you make the most of those environments. To give Get Up Nation a look into your world and business, can you describe what your day looks like today and what you have going this week? I'm a business owner of a couple different businesses. 
I don't only own the Urban Wheeler. I also own a pretty successful freight brokerage that uh, keeps me pretty busy. But my passion is outdoors and biking and just connecting community together within that. So my week pretty much looks like planning trail days. So I'm part of an organization called the North Coast Trail Alliance and the Northwest Trail Alliance. And we work with the forestry services and other local state organizations to put in new trails, maintain existing trails, and plan for the future and work with lobbyists that go to the government and advocate for us. So I do that pretty much every week. I spend an average, I would say, of a day and a half plus in the field, digging, working, clearing, planning, and coordinating with others to make it all happen. So that's a big part of my week every week. On top of that, writing, fitness, gym, life, four children. So I'm pretty busy all the time. Go, go, go. So this was a, this was an opportune moment for me to come in and talk at six in the morning because uh, <laughs> if not, you would never catch me. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm also the ambassador for a big bicycle brand. So I do a lot of stuff with giant bicycles. <clears throat> we have a lot of events and rides and kid clinic, teaching people how to ride, teaching people about biking and cycling and just general fun times. I like to say I'm an ambassador of Stoke, so I like to share the Stoke, so to speak, and that's my primary goal and what I do, get people out and connect with uh, the community. To focus on the urbanwheeler.com, you describe it as a lifestyle site for the outdoor adventurer with a focus on mountain bike products, bicycle gear, and other outdoor excitement. Clearly, you're passionate about living life to the fullest. Will you tell us about mountain biking and getting outdoors, why this is your passion, and why you decided to create the Urban Wheeler? Urban Wheeler started probably 15 years ago, and it kind of said dormant, as my life did, to be totally honest. It was just kind of in the normal grind, married, wife, children, just plugging along, doing my thing, and slowly getting more and more unhealthy and gaining weight as we do as we get older. And I had a bit of a scare. So what happened is my father had prostate cancer, and a good friend of mine who played in the NFL had prostate cancer at 39 years old and almost lost the battle. And we became very close, and he kept pushing me and pushing me to go get checked, go get checked. So I finally did. Lo and behold, I had quite the scare. Out of shape, overweight, had a really high PSA, uh, enlarged prostate. And so that was a my 39 years old. And so, so it kind of stopped me in my tracks and uh, went through a whole process. Took about a year, a lot, of, a lot of doctor visits, a lot of back and forth, a lot of soul searching, and came to the realization that I need to get healthy and get back on the horse. So with that in mind, my friend who was pushing me was into mountain biking. He said to me, he said, hey, let's go mountain biking. Come on, let's just go do something. Get your head in the game, clear your mind. So we did that, and I got out on a mountain bike. I was living in Phoenix, Arizona, and we went out to a place called Dove Valley and went on a big mountain bike ride. I was pretty out of shape, so it was very difficult. When we got to the top of the mountain and went down the mountain, I had that instant feeling of being 10 years old, and my first taste of free, 
freedom, and it was the greatest thing in my life. And from then on, I just completely changed my mindset. I took to biking like you wouldn't believe and just immersed myself in it, got my family involved, got involved in CrossFit, lost over 100 pounds, um, and just totally changed my life. And I, you know, I, I, I feel... Like, I want to give back because of that, because I could have lost my life at a young age, at 40 years old. It just really, it did a lot for me. It cleared my mind. It made me better mentally as well as physically. And I saw it as a simple tool, two wheels and a frame and some pedals can do that for a person. Why can't I do it for more people? So that's how it all kind of transpired, and now I want to basically preach the word of cycling's great, and I think we all get busy in life and grow up and forget where we all started. The consensus is that everybody started out riding a bike at a young age, and that was our first taste of freedom, right? Right. So um, it's a very easy thing to circle back to and go, wow, that's a great disconnect. That's a great way to connect with others and community and your family and do something fun together. That's really where it all started and where it's gone. I'm just trying to promote it, get families connected and people connected and enjoy the outdoors because the U.S. has so much to offer as far as that goes. We're pretty lucky in that respect. So enjoy it. Embrace it. Have fun. Live life. As you know, here at Get Up Nation, we focus a lot about uh, resilience and certainly one of the powerful components for you in having that scare where you're facing something that could take basically your entire life away. You're hit with that news and you responded in a way where you connected with others, where you adhered to health, where you had a network where your buddy opened you up to something powerful that took you to those memories of when you were 10. How has your process of facing adversity has evolved in your life. Certainly, maybe in your younger years, there were difficult things that you faced, but then the culmination of that is something where cancer threatens to take your entire life, and then you responded with vigor and and passion to stay alive, to be connected. How has your mode of resilience throughout your life evolved over time? At a very young age, you know, I was a little bit of a different kid, I think, anyway. I was a very positive kid, and I've always been that way, and I've always been very, very strong at connecting with others. You know, when I was four or five years old, I would rather pretend I was a businessman. I would beg my parents to get catalogs from anywhere, and uh, I had a whole... <laughs> it's kind of funny. I <laughs> my play area was a desk and a phone. No and I would pretend to make sales calls. Huh. That's no, no joke. From like five years old. And I always had a feeling and a desire to be great and to do great things and to own business and help others. <laughs> yeah, so that coupled with, I like to think, a really good personality and I get along well with others and the resilience of just chugging ahead. My full backstory of resilience is my life was one of trying everything. I would always want to push the limits, try everything, and that goes as far as serious addiction, living, pretty much uh, living on the streets at one time, Hmm. 
And uh, I always had this sense of, like, no matter what, I'd make it through. Like, I never had a feeling of demise. I never had a feeling of there's nothing better. I always had this feeling of no matter what happened in my life, no matter if I'm living on the streets, no matter if I'm a drug addict, no matter if I'm struggling in life and having a really tough time, I always had this really happy-go-lucky, lackadaisy attitude about it. Like, oh, I'll get through this. It's no problem. It's just a bump in life. And I, oddly enough, have lived my life kind of that way throughout. I vividly recall many times with friends, family, parents going, what is wrong with you? Like, this is seriously bad, and you, like, don't even care. And I just always had this sense that, like, no matter what happens, I can get through it, and I can get over it. And I can overcome that. And I touched on my addiction, and I didn't have an issue with that and went through it for a few years. Everybody always asks, because it was pretty bad, and uh, people ask, like, how did you get through that? What did you do? I just had a moment. One day I woke up, and I said, okay, I'm done doing that. And I was done doing that. And I just moved on from it. Got myself back together, went went to work, actually went through the whole process of losing everything, down and out, took a job as a door-to-door salesman, no joke, was knocking on doors, knocked on the right door, guy answers, offers me a job. Next thing I know, within 11 months, I was a national sales director of a large automotive company. <laughs> and uh, went through that, sold the company, my wife and I had just bought a house together and we sold the company, had nothing, you know, it it was just a real transitional period in life where the company sold, we just bought a house, was like sitting there going, oh my gosh, and this was 12 years ago. And the very next day, instead of going, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? We just closed on this house. We literally just moved in and they sold the company and it was like the job was over, everything was over. I started my company the very next day and never looked back and have become successful ever since. I've always had this perseverance in me. I've just always had a sense of success. Like, it's never been a question. It's never been a question of, oh, my God, am I going to make it? I've always had a tremendous work ethic. I've always grinded very hard. That's how I built my freight brokerage business. It started years ago in an extra room in our house grinding from 3 a.m. till 6 p.m. at night for three years straight and, you know, have got to where I am today. I've never had that give up in me, ever, 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 ever. If I could tell anybody or give any advice, it's don't give up and always grind. People complain about their lives. People complain about where they're at in life. It's all up to you. I mean, you are the change in your own life. Nothing can't be overcome. No different than you, what you're doing right now. Your history. I mean, you have a great history and anybody can do anything. I'm grateful that you are willing to share that with me and my audience and as a powerful example of what's possible to inspire others, to confront people in their complacency or to just hear it from somebody who's lived it. And certainly addiction is a powerful influence in our current world and to provide that light of hope for those who may be battling that, to lay into that inner part of themselves where they can lock into that and, and really believe that there, that there is a way out, that they can achieve great things, that their life is not over, that 
um, any shame or waves of guilt that catapult people back into relapse. It's powerful to hear you who have done such amazing things to provide that light to them and all of us. It's so cool that you took this interview to another level with your willingness to go into that and to, uh -huh. to share that and be vulnerable. I wanted to ask you, in a lot of the guests that I talk with who've had scares, whether it's people who have been in combat or people who have had diagnoses of cancer or similar um, life-threatening illnesses or injuries, tell me if you share the experience or insight into when you have something happened that threatens to take your life. How does that change your sensibilities to the life you have after experiencing that and all of this adversity that you've experienced? There were plenty of times, I'm sure, where you felt like your life could end or be taken away, and then it just augments your pleasure in being alive. It makes you aware of things that you may not have been aware of without that scare, or it makes you not take things for granted or it makes you really adhere to the simple things in life that are so powerful such as just waking up to seeing your children grow to riding a bike down a mountain to these things that give us such pleasure do you share that where after that experience of potentially seeing your life going away now your zest for life your pleasure for life your satisfaction your gratefulness for it has that increased exponentially as a result of that adversity you faced Tremendously. I would say thankful every day I wake up. I have had so many experiences through life that have been right there. Guns in my face. So no different than a vet. No different than a combat vet. No different than a first responder. But, you know, all self-inflicted. Put myself in pretty bad situations. And then the health scare as well. All culminated to where I'm at today. To where I have a hard time sitting still. <laughs> um, I do embrace life every day. I love it. I love my family. I love people. I love connecting with people. I just gone tenfold. I've always, as I mentioned earlier, since a very young age, always really strived on connecting with people, making friends, being personable, and just connecting and connecting because I think people are key to everything, right? Always looking, always interested in other people, always interested in what they are doing, interested in their friendship, interested in building community. If you were to explain me and in one phrase, it would be building community because that's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy connecting people together. I enjoy taking the guy that's sitting over in the corner and saying, hey, come join us and let's hang out. And hey, have you heard about mountain biking? Have you ever done it? You know, and I'm a huge advocate of that. I pride myself on getting people on bikes and getting people outside because that's just what I do. And, you know, there's a lot of other people with the same story. I'm not unique. And looking deeper into it, have I really been through a lot? I've done some self-infliction myself in a lot of really crappy positions. I wasn't in war. I am not a police officer. I, I didn't do any of those things. But I love connecting with those people because they put it all out on the line to help us and make things better. And a lot of times, unfortunately, in a weird way, those people are looked at differently than others. And no different than people bashing soldiers because they were in war. Like, um, no different than police getting judged on they're a cop. They're not cool or whatever. They're out to get you. And um, that's where the whole community connection comes back in. It's like we're all doing this 
together. We're all stewards of Earth. We're all stewards of uh, humanity. We're all stewards of connection. I think hate's like the dumbest thing in the world because there's no point in it. We're just all on this little speck of dirt floating through space. We should all try and get along and have a good time doing it. Doesn't it surprise you too when you take that time to just connect with somebody, incorporate them in what you're doing, the guy sitting in the corner? Isn't it awesome then to see the surprises that happen where you think it's just a little gesture that you make, something you do naturally normally throughout the day? And then all of a sudden, somebody is saying, this has been life-altering for me because they're connected now. Because they had somebody look at them in that way, without judgment, with just an invitation to say, join us, be part of this. And so many people are disconnected and isolated today that oftentimes those little gestures can create profound impact in everybody's Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I, I, I think the. You know, the clicky way of society is ridiculous. I always try to say hi or wave or talk to people because you never know what somebody's going through. You never know. One of my favorite things is like door-to-door salesmen because they're still out there. And I went through it and I did it and I got yelled at and I met some cool people. And, you know, you never know what somebody's going through. Right. You never know. You know, the guy sitting in the corner or the woman or the child just saying hi can change somebody's day, life, future. Right. You know, I just love helping people. I love meeting people. I absolutely love getting people on bikes and taking them out the trails and seeing that develop to where they're now part of this trail alliance. They're now bringing their families. They're now coming over to the house and having a barbecue. Their life changes exponentially. And it was all because... You just caught eyes with somebody and said hi. Right. That was all you did. Right. And it was a life-changing moment. And I think that's great. I think that's great for humanity. <laughs> um, right. I think it's great that that's all it takes to change somebody's life. Yeah. And that's all it took to really change my life was one person, one door I knocked on, I pitched him, and the guy goes, that was great. Why don't you come to my office on this day? And my life completely changed from there on. With one knock on the door. The dismal place of hopelessness that a lot of people have, and not only like, oh, they have a lot going on, but just the complacency in life, like I touched on earlier, we both touched on, how it is very easy to get in that rut, the nine-to-five job, and work, wife, children, sleep. You know, it's just a cycle of just, like, repetitiveness, of redundancy. Everybody gets stuck in it at one point. I don't think anybody's unique and that they don't, but I I think everybody, no matter what, action sports, professionals, airline pilots, police officers, whatever, it's just complacency and repetitiveness. And it's so good to step out of that and change just one little thing, whether it's you go hiking, whether it's uh, you go to church, whether it's Whatever it is, but connecting people together and not being afraid. I think our society has gone so far and away with social media and the tech era away from saying hi to each other that it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, I remember growing up as a kid, it was always hi, shake hands, to make eye contact, yeah. all those principles of life that have just like evaded us now in the future it needs to be back we need that again 
Right. We need that connection. I agree with you 100%. That's why I love when I'm looking over your website, you're talking about how you love sharing stories, tips, and reviews about outdoor life and mountain biking. You invite other people to enjoy their outdoor experiences with you. You know, on your Facebook page, you talk about having people share their videos, pictures, reviews of equipment, insights on trails, and any content that shows them having fun and enjoying themselves outdoors doing what they love to do. And then you also encourage them to share their challenges that they're working to overcome. So you're doing that online, but you're doing that in person as well. And you're creating that joy that you experience. You're sharing that with others. You talk about the power of this connection and then you get to live it. You get to be in the moment. Is there anything that you want to let anybody who's listening know as they start to review your content and figure out how they want to connect with you? Is there any message or invitation you want to put out to them to help them understand what you're doing and what you're about? Go outside. That's the message. Go outside. Remember what it was like to be a kid. As adults, we often get overwhelmed with so many different things, pills and social aspects of connection. Go back to your core and just remember to have fun, smile, say hi, reach out to me, talk to me. I'm, I'm always open to talk to anyone. Tell me your story. I'll help spread the word and get involved any way I can. If I were to say anything, it would be go outside, enjoy life. Remember your family. Remember how important your family is. I think that's one thing we do often is we just get so complacent with our family. We forget we have the funnest people in the world right in our house. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. It is so true. Yeah. They all want to do fun stuff also. So do fun stuff. Do something that scares you. Do something that makes you smile. And don't be afraid to try new things. Just don't be afraid. No, we all have that saying, oh, man, we should do that. Oh, we should do that. Just do it. <laughs> right, Go. Right. Do it. Go yeah. camping. Go outside. Go to the beach. Do whatever. That shed that passive thing that we're trained to just watch. We're trained to watch TV. We're trained to watch the social media feed. Well, it's a completely different animal when we jump in and engage and participate and it accesses parts of us that just watching something can't. We have five senses for a reason. We don't just have eyes. I love watching your videos on Instagram, but, I, but how much better to not just see these amazing trails and people doing amazing things on their bikes, but to feel that, to be that, to be on that bike, to be in the company of those people who enjoy that, and then to feel it yourself. That's where life is. That's, that's the pleasure. Absolutely. Our society is trained as a business, right? If you step back and look at a, you know, 50,000 foot view, it's like we are all designed to be workers hmm. and just keep the cog turning. So you, you have to step out of that cog and just enjoy yourself while you're doing it or else you will be a miserable individual. I'm telling you, there isn't anything that can't be overcome. Hmm. And just remember that. Be happy. Be nice. Say hi. Drew, I always end the show with six questions. Help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. Will you run through these six quick questions with me? Yeah. All right. Who are you thankful for today? My mother. And now that we've covered who you're thankful for today, what are you thankful for today? I'm thankful for her because, well, she was diagnosed with terminal cancer a year ago and has gone into remission. So that's one huge reason I'm thankful for her. But I'm I'm thankful for her resilience coming over as an immigrant. I'm a first-gen here in the States. And just seeing the challenges that she overcame personally, it's pretty amazing. And I think it's helped to mold me into who I am today. And how do you fuel the fire within you? Oh, gosh. 
that can be a long winded answer. Um, <laughs> um, my family, I would say. That's how I feel it. My kids, my wife, my gift of life, having that scare and reconnecting with nature, just enjoying life and my family. What is one thing adversity taught you to value? Health. And what are you doing today you may have never thought you could? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one for me because <laughs> I've always been very headstrong and thinking I could take over the world. So oh. I would say maybe sharing my story would be one that I didn't think I could openly really pour out there like I have. But uh, It's a powerful story, and I'm, I'm glad that you've shared that here. And it's a powerful story that I think people need to hear, and I think you're going to be changing a lot of people's lives as you do share it more and more. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. And then what will you do tomorrow that you may have never thought you could? Gosh, your questions. I'm a real, I'm a, I'm a pain. <laughs> Tomorrow, let me see. Uh, well, hey, want to do this? Uh, want to do this interview where I torture the living crap out of you? <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> oh my god! Um, one thing I could do tomorrow that I didn't think I could. Um, <laughs> I mean, one of the primary things that I'm really excited about is building this lifestyle brand. Huh. And uh, I didn't know that I could do that, but I'm so focused and dedicated to what I'm doing. I, I Yeah, I, I didn't really ever think I would get to this point, but I, I'm doing it and I'm really excited about it. So, awesome. building a brand. All right, Drew, how can people learn more about you and your work? You can reach me at theurbanwheeler at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, go to the website. It's up. It's live. But it is going to get a re refresh and uh, a lot of new content there and a lot of fun, neat things coming. A lot of great partnerships in the community and nationally that we're going to be launching. The best way what's happening follow us on social media awesome, I really appreciate it I'm so, <laughs> sorry to have been a pain in your rear yeah. end today <laughs> but, I, cannot, I cannot wait to get, get with you in person because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to the highest mountain and torture you by making you go down payback's payback's coming huh? yeah. oh it's happening yeah. <laughs> I want to encourage all. I want to. I want to.